0: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to a turn on the Jets digital special presentation. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we've got a little bit of breaking news. So for that, of course, we bring in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And of course, above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimley. So Chris... On a day that I didn't expect a lot to happen, a lot did happen, and it wasn't just the end of the GM search. There was a familiar face that came back, so we're going to talk about that, but first, I also want to mention that we are joined by a special guest. He is a Twitter legend and a new homeowner, Mr. Pauly Brzez. So Pauly, congratulations to you and your lovely wife Jenna on the new house, and I know that it's frustrating moving right now, but... I know that you are going to build an even bigger and better man cave in your new house.
2: Yeah. uh, Thanks for having me. It it has been a little crazy. uh, The move's expected actually right now, one week from today. So uh, I wanted to make sure that I I did exactly, you know, record one more podcast, do one more show, at least in my man cave in the cave. Uh, it's it's a little bittersweet to do. I'm standing here looking around, uh, walls are really empty, but, uh, Uh, Looking forward to the new cave and, uh, you know, recording many, many episodes in the new one.
1: A new man cave, a new chapter in the life of Twitter legend Paulie Brzez, and a new chapter for the New York Jets. We will get into a familiar face. That will be returning somewhat unexpectedly in a little bit, but first of course the big news We heard about this for such a long time ever since that report first surfaced during the draft that the Jets were looking to possibly replace Mike McCagnin. The name Joe Douglas was thrown out there from the very beginning. The Jets went through a thorough search. They interviewed Douglas. They requested permission to speak with George Payton for the Vikings for the third time. He said no champ Kelly from the Bears came in, Scott Fitterer from the Seahawks, and Terry Fontenot from the New Orleans Saints. All of them, from what you hear, did pretty well. And I'm going to turn this over to Chris to talk about this a little bit more. But in the end, the guy that everybody expected to get the job did get it. Joe Douglas gets a six-year deal. So Bam Bam Douglas, as I've been calling him since he looks like the late, great Bam Bam Bigelow, is the new Jets general manager. The news was first reported by FS1's Jason McIntyre. And the monetary terms first reported by Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News. As I mentioned, it's a six-year deal. We'll be north of $3 million per year. Jets open negotiations at about half of that, $1.5 million. There were some twists and turns, and I know, Chris, you're going to talk about this, and so will Paulie. However, in the end, the Jets do get their man. We're going to find out soon enough exactly how much power he's going to have and what the dynamic is going to be between him and Gase, but... Just looking at this from the surface, knowing what we know about Joe Douglas's track record and knowing that this was the guy that they apparently wanted all along, you have to consider this a big win for the Jets getting their guy.
0: Yeah, you know, I've been talking about Joe Douglas so long, I feel like I, I, I've been hearing about his name since I first came out of the womb uh, for <laughs> a, over 38 years now. I'm pretty <laughs> sure my first words were Joe Douglas at this point, um, it, it's Ever, even before McKagan got fired, we were talking about him. His name's been thrown out there. And as this kept going on and on, I kept just being told, no, it's going to be Joe Douglas. If they want Joe Douglas, it's going to be Joe Douglas. It's going to be Joe Douglas. And then it'd be like, well, it, it seems like it should have been Joe Douglas by now. And everyone kept telling me Joe Douglas, which is why I wasn't continually giving more updates because i wasn't hearing anything new it was the same thing and i wasn't just going to keep saying it every day but everybody said joe douglas joe douglas is now the man i haven't been able to get on the phone and make calls to see how this all played out yet but uh i saw adam schefter tweeted that uh, he actually said that you know douglas Turned him down. Wasn't really interested in the job, and they kept coming back to him and uh, offering it up more and more, more, money, more power, whatever it is. I still, I tend to think that what I was hearing is the second interviews. There was a lot of discussion about being able to pay the staff. Everyone calmed down about the Jets being cheap. Or, you know, the Jets not being able to attract the candidates that they wanted because they got the guy they wanted. They obviously weren't cheap on this one, and I don't think that it was ever really a deal about them being cheap with paying him. I think it was more about making sure he got all the money so he can allocate to his staff that he really wants to do. We'll see. I'll start looking into see who he's considering bringing in uh, from there uh, to help him turn this team around and to turn that front office into, uh, you know, what... The Eagles are what they've done over these last couple of years to be able to win a Super Bowl. So obviously that's what Jets fans are hoping for. We'll wait and see how this plays out. But this, there's no doubt that Joe Douglas was their top priority. He was the guy that they had their tar- target set on. Uh, Adam Gase wanted him. Christopher Johnson was on board. They went after him. They got it. Uh, it was a lot of people freaking out these last couple of weeks about it, but they got the guy now and, we can just kind of sit back and wait to see what he does now.
3: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.
4: While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill.
2: Man, I I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, you know, and I saw the I saw the chef the tweet about how he turned them down and the Jets went hard after them. Um, do I want the guy who kind of put his put a line in the sand and said, you know, this is what I this is what I want, this is what I want for my staff, and and negotiated the best deal for himself. Absolutely, that's the guy I want as my GM. Um Douglas is well respected around the league, has ties to many people. Um he worked for the Ravens who we know what the Ravens have done and they draft very well same thing with the Eagles hes it, there's rumors he's going to bring in someone like Phil Savage which one would assume someone like Phil Savage is maybe going to run the you know the college scouting department which to me that's fantastic yes. um the jets the jets got this right and and I know you know even myself I reacted when when McCagney was fired at the time that he was fired because it, it is bad optics no matter how you look at it but but once things settle down you realize well, you know, this is a chance for the Jets to get ahead of the game before next year. Um, that's exactly what they did. They hired the best GM candidate that was available, that would have been available at the end of the year, next year. But they did it before this season started. Uh, it's a home run. Um, you know, Chris Johnson, we say what we say about the Johnsons, but Chris Johnson stepped up. Um, while, like, like I just said, that, you know, um, Douglas negotiated the best deal for himself. Um, So credit to Chris Johnson, you know, for going and getting the guy uh, that Adam Gase wanted to work with him. It's the best candidate out there. So Chris Johnson stepped up and and made it happen. And uh, I couldn't be more thrilled for the next direction. Uh, And I can't wait to see the staff that Douglas put together.
1: I've been vocal in saying that with the exception of Fitterer, who I don't know enough about because I just couldn't get any information out of people in Seattle, I would have been fine with Joe Douglas, Champ Kelly, or Terry Fontenot. I'm actually very curious to see if either one of those two ends up on Douglas's staff because there have been whispers of that. So, we'll see where this goes, but I also want to know exactly how much power he is going to have, whether he's going to be the one with the final say or whether it's going to be a split between him and Adam Gase. We're going to find out all the details in the next couple of days. We'll obviously update you as this story unfolds, but Chris, I do think it's a promising first start. And I have a lot of faith in Joe Douglas to build a strong staff because he has succeeded everywhere he's been. He's seen how Howie Roseman does things. He's seen how Ozzie Newsom has done things. And so he looks like a really good general manager prospect. Obviously, nobody knows for sure that he's going to be a great GM, but all the signs are there at least.
0: Yeah, you know... He's very well respected. He's spent time, like you guys both talked about, with the, the Ravens when they were just the front office was just absolutely killing everybody. The Eagles have been doing that lately. Uh, he's got a, a good knowledge to draw from there. One concern is uh, we've heard about is how Douglas isn't the biggest analytics guy. He, he's not a fan of that. That, but that, that's kind of an odd thing to I heard that, but. Philadelphia has definitely leaned on that a lot. That's something that they that as an organization believe in. So you got to wonder if any of that rubbed off on him. And, of course, the only other concern here is that uh, – Jimmy Sexton kind of owns the Jets right now. He's, <laughs> he is the agent of Sam Darnold, of Adam Gase, and of Joe Douglas. So the the agent there is kind of is kind of running these things. He might have more power than Christopher Johnson does at this point, but he's a very is a, a very well respected talent evaluator. Has a lot of good connections. Uh, people really like him. He should be able to work. And, uh, get along with people to make deals and all of that stuff. So there's a lot to like here. We'll we'll have to wait and see. We'll ask him some questions once he gets comes in here and they have a press conference for him. We'll we'll get to the bottom of his thoughts on the analytics, stuff like that, because that that would be in the lawn to be sitting here in 2019 and saying you still don't believe in analytics. But again, I, I have a hard time thinking he really has that stance with, the way that the Eagles have been operating. And then another thing, the Eagles have been one of the best teams uh, in the NFL, probably right behind the Patriots at how they've used uh, the compensatory pick or formula, how they've have they been able to work that, something uh, that McCagnin didn't really uh, use and execute. So that can be a way to add more draft picks. Uh, when you go into the draft to be able to follow that formula and add some, get some extra draft picks in there. So he, he should be able to bring some strategy on, on that front and with him as well.
5: Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint
1: I should add real quickly before we move on to the other news that I am going to be working on getting together some more information on Joe Douglas on top of the podcast that I already did on him with Vince Quinn from Philadelphia. Vince does a great job covering the Eagles for the Go Birds podcast. And WIP Sports Radio there. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, it's up right now. It should get you really excited because he had nothing but great things to say about Douglas and had a ton of details and information about Douglas's time in Philadelphia. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go ahead and check it out. Like I said, I am going to be working on getting some more information on the rest of douglas's career including his time in baltimore so stay tuned for that as we move on to part two of the big news here which of course is the fact that a familiar face is returning we heard the whispers about bilal Powell being in shape again and that he had recovered from the injury we had heard all about the fact that the jets were going to bring him in for a tryout i thought they were just going to have a look-see apparently though bilal Powell did great at his workout And impressed the Jets so much that they went ahead and brought him back. So, the longest-tenured Jet remains the longest-tenured Jet. The only holdover from the Tannenbaum-Rex Ryan era. Bilal Powell sticks around. He re-signs a one-year deal. And I think this is going to give the Jets some great depth in their backfield. Powell is somebody that can run, but also can catch the ball make plays in space. A perfect fit for the Adam Gase offense. If he's healthy, he's a really good number two behind Le'Veon Bell. Plus, now you have three running backs who can be receivers out of the backfield in Powell, Bell, and Ty Montgomery. I don't know what this necessarily means for Elijah McGuire. I would imagine it probably means Trenton Cannon is out of here, which I don't really care that much about. I think it's a great move by the Jets. There's was,
0: there was a few things here. And how, now, how does this work? Is he back to being the longest-tenured Jet, or is he the— the shortest tenure jet because he's technically the shortest tenure jet yeah. he, he was gone and now he got re-signed
1: here's this, the way i look at it chris he never really left because he didn't go anywhere and he never announced his retirement he just was a free agent and re-signed that's kind of how i see it
0: yeah okay that's fair enough all right so he's the longest tenure jet back to it uh listen, you're not gonna not gonna get me to say a bad word about blau pal that's not gonna happen uh, once the, the news that he was coming in for a workout took me for su- a surprise. I was quite off guard by that. I didn't see that coming. But once that came, I was like, "Well, they're going to sign him if unless he just bombs the workout, because they're yeah. going to bring him in, have him work out, have him you know look all right or good or whatever, and then be like, no, nope, never mind.' At this point, even though it's obviously all." You know, Gase is running everything now, and he hasn't been here. He was in Miami, so as long as he came in and he looked good, and it didn't seem to be a disaster, he was healthy. They were going to sign him. I, I it'll be interesting to see exactly how this plays out. Hey, well, as you just talked about, with you know the crowded backfield now, who's going to be left out? I would imagine that Eli is probably safe because. You got to have, uh, you know, injury concerns with Blau Powell That's followed him his entire career. So you're keeping four guys there. And remember, Eli McGuire is not hasn't been a great runner, but he has been really good as a receiver out of the backfield too. So that's really four uh, backs that can do that. Uh, but the the key with Blau Powell, I still I will still say that Tyler Montgomery will probably get more of the. First and second down carries if he's subbing in for Le'Veon Bell. But where Powell really comes in is to be able to be a third down back and to pass protect as well. If is so now you have LeVeon Bell who's excellent at pass protection and Blau Powell who's excellent at pass protection too. And obviously they can both run the ball in and in, in the receiving game
3: Ah. Mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year. Now by going to Caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for $10 off your first purchase, get $10 off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at Caskers.com.
0: So he can help in all those areas with all these other running backs here. They'll be able to keep his carries and touches down to avoid some of that wear and tear. This is a, you know, it's not, it wasn't a huge need. It's not something that's going to really make a huge difference in this team. Uh, But it's almost kind of sort of a no-brainer to go ahead and do this, especially somebody who is as well-liked in that locker room and respected in that locker room. It just makes too much sense.
5: Hey, guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every line. It's one of them. Keep up with all the transfers in college basketball and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hoopin' with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
2: I'll say this: I definitely feel a little bit better about the depth of the running back position yeah. than I did yesterday, for sure. Now, I got—I think people misunderstood my, my tweet this morning when I said, you know, I'm not really sure what Paul brings at this point now. He's always proven no matter the workload that he can't stay healthy. But if he's the third running back, um, I think that's great depth. Uh, more so obviously with Bell, Montgomery, and then Powell over, over McGuire and Cannon. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting that we're probably going to be seeing another McCagnon draft pick off the roster a year after, or this would be two years after drafted, but that's kind of how it goes for his picks. But this isn't about McCagnon. You know, Powell is a Jet. Um, a, a solid player. I saw some people, you know, tweeting that he deserves to have his number retired and stuff, which is a little crazy because yeah. <laughs> I mean he's just been a solid role player. But um, you know everything you want in a jet. He's a great locker room guy, uh, a veteran guy in that running back room, a veteran guy in the backfield for for Darnold. On like you said, on pass protection plays. So uh, it's not a move I'm going to complain about. I just I, I I didn't think it was something that they would do, but it's something that I'm I'm okay with them doing. Because you got guys like McGuire and Cannon that were behind Montgomery.
3: This is the
1: Overtime Podcast Network. Yeah, the way I look at it, honestly, is they're bringing Bilal Powell in here mostly for depth because we know that Le'Veon Bell is going to be the workhorse here. So if you have him, Montgomery, and as Chris said, even Maguire back there, that's a pretty strong backfield in terms of depth because you know that Montgomery can do some things both as a running back and as a receiver. You know that Powell can do some things as a running back and as a receiver. And honestly, I think Maguire is a better receiver than running back anyway. So all four of those guys could be Interesting weapons in the gay offense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is another thing to keep in mind, too, I don't think that we're going to be seeing Le'Veon Bell on Instagram. I don't think of his numbers have really not reached some of the numbers that people I think, or expect or. I see him falling a little under what he did in Pittsburgh and people, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers fans claiming some type of victory off that. But I think you're going to see his touches go down a lot too, because they're not going to be running him into the ground like that. They want him to be healthy as long as possible during the season. They want to get the most out of him throughout this contract. So to be able to have, Ty Montgomery, Palau, and Elijah uh, McGuire, and just being able to rotate those guys in there to give Le'Veon Bell a little bit of a break here and there, I think that's going to go a long way to extending Le'Veon Bell. So, it, it's good. It, it's good because he's a better backup for them, and it's good because it'll help them extend and get the most out of Le'Veon Bell.
1: I think things were a lot different when Bilal Powell was here with much lesser feature running backs or with no real feature running back at all, let's be honest. But I think now that he's got Le'Veon Bell here and he knows exactly what he's going to be, which is not the guy that they look to as their first option, he might not even be their second option. We'll see what happens with him and Ty Montgomery. He should be able to thrive, and like I said, this Gase offense was tailor-made for guys like Bilal Powell who can get out and make plays in space. Certainly not going to be anywhere near as dynamic as Le'Veon Bell, but I think between those three running backs and even McGuire a little bit, you've got a solid group of running backs that can do a lot in this Gase system. And I think that's a big part of the reason why Bilal Powell was brought back here. I know that the locker room loves him, like you said, Chris. I know the fan base loves him. I know that he's thought of very highly in the organization. However, I also think that it has a lot to do with the fact that he fits Adam Gase's system. And let's not forget that Adam Gase had to coach against this guy for three years in Miami. Two games a year during that time span. So he knows exactly what Bilal Powell is capable of. And he probably knows exactly what he wants to do with him now that he's going to be his coach. So it's going to be really interesting. Overall, though, a very big day for the New York Jets as they bring back Bilal Powell, but more importantly, sign Joe Douglas to a six year contract to be their general manager. It sounds like things went back and forth. Jimmy Sexton probably leveraged the Jets in the media. Joe Douglas may or may not have really preferred to leave Philly, but. When it came down to it, the Jets decided he was the guy they wanted, and they weren't going to take no for an answer, and so they did what they had to do to land the guy that Adam Gase really wanted, and that Christopher Johnson, I guess, by proxy decided, was the best man for the job. So, regardless of how it happened, they got the guy that they targeted, their number one choice, and now he comes in to try and help rebuild this roster. Obviously, most of the heavy lifting that he's going to do is going to begin after this upcoming season because it's not like there's going to be a ton of major moves coming up unless something happens unexpectedly where some major superstar becomes available and the Jets are able to get him. Obviously, that's what happened with the Bears last year with Khalil Mack. But failing something like that, we're really going to start to see Douglas's blueprint on this team starting at the end of this coming season. And it's going to be really interesting because if you look at his past performance – in roles with the Ravens, with the Bears, with the Eagles. He's got a really stellar track record. Want to remind you again, had the opportunity to talk to Vince Quinn of the Go Birds podcast and WIP Sports Radio in Philadelphia. He gave us a ton of insight and really was swooning over Joe Douglas and saying how he didn't want the Jets to take him, although for Joe Douglas' sake, he hoped that he got the job because he thought he would do a great job rebuilding the Jets roster or at least continuing to rebuild what they've got right now. And now we wait and see who he brings in on his staff. And I will also go out and get more information on what he did during his days with the Baltimore Ravens. Because you also did hear a little bit from Zach Pearson of the Bear Report podcast. When we did our show on Champ Kelly, he mentioned Joe Douglas's time in Chicago. So we're going to dig into his Ravens background. And we're going to wait and see who he adds to the staff. I'm hoping that it will be Champ Kelly Terry Fontenot, or both Champ Kelly and Terry Fontenot as his chief lieutenants, but we should find out fairly shortly. Chris, Paulie, thanks so much for joining me on this breaking news podcast. We will be back tomorrow to answer some mailbag questions. In the meantime, go ahead and follow Chris on Twitter, at CNimbly, at Jets Insider, and also read his very big deal work at JetsInsider.com. Follow Pauly on Twitter, at Pauly underscore BRUZ. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the